0: This Saturday, November 11th, is Veterans Day, and as Americans, we honor and give our utmost gratitude to the 19 million men and women who have served in the armed forces. We here at Rocky Mountain Red-Handed would like to say thank you. Thank you for putting your life on hold to serve our country. Thank you for the sacrifice you have made by being away from your family. And thank you for stepping up and choosing to serve our nation and ensuring our country and many other countries' freedoms. The Rocky Mountains hold many mysteries. Millions of people enjoy the natural beauty, but some come across the hidden dangers. This is Rocky Mountain Red-Handed. I'm Melanie here with my wonderful friend Becky. The stories we share are remembered by some, but forgotten by many. Let's dive into Rocky Mountain Red-Handed. Hello friends, hope you're all well out there. Thank you for being with us today here. Yes, we hope everyone is healthy and happy and thank you so much for joining us. So Rocky Mountain Red Handed is growing each and every week. So please keep sharing with friends and family, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Just get the word out to all your friends. Yes. So just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed and following us on social medias. You can click on our link tree in the show notes and find all all the places. All the places. Yep. So we also did have some people share our giveaway last week, which was so fun to see all of those messages coming in. And thank you. Thank you for those who participated. Yes. We are going to continue doing it, but we are going to give away one shirt this week. You're gonna love it, you guys. Yeah, great. Yep. And we will uh, continue it again this week. So I will post another picture on our Instagram and our Facebook that you can share. And then if you are private, just make sure you send it to us in the DM. Um, but we'll continue it again for probably a few more weeks. Yes, yeah, sure. I love seeing mm-hmm. that. So our winner for our first one is Susan from Utah. <gasps> Thank you, Susan. Thank-, Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for listening. So. Susan, I will send you a message to get your address and t-shirt size, and we'll get that in the mail. Yeah, for sure. It was fun to see all the different locations. Yeah. Like different states, different everything. So we just kind of pulled one out of the hat, and Susan was our winner. So thank you so much, Susan. Yeah. We also did get a few messages from new listeners asking if we're still sending out stickers. So, oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Yes, Mm -hmm. we are. So send us a message with your address if you want a sticker, and we will get those out as well. Or you can kind of do both. You can yeah. share us on your social media and request a sticker, and you can get a package with a shirt and a sticker, yes, maybe. It's you. a big deal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, before we get started, we'd like to offer you a heads up. Today's story contains details that might be difficult for some to hear. Though we always put great care and respect into each of our cases, the true stories do often explore physical violence, sexual violence, familial violence suicide ideation, and other contact that may be upsetting or triggering to some people. Please take a moment to decide what's best for you. If you or someone you know needs help with emotional and or crisis counseling and resources, please dial 988 in the United States. Ask for help, you are not alone. So without further delay, let's get into our episode for today. Today, we wanna to shine a light on an incredible man who served many years in the military. He was a talented and hardworking medic who served all over the world, and who knows how many lives he saved. I mean, just countless. This is the story of Matthew Seaslack. The episode is entitled, Matthew Was Everyone's Wingman. Matthew Henry Seaslack was born on Monday, March 29th, 1983, to Henry and Brenda Seaslack in Sandy, Utah. I used to live there. So did Melanie. There you go. (laughs) Matthew was one of those inquisitive and energetic children who just bounced off the walls. He was happy and always up for an adventure with his siblings and friends. He also liked to tease the people he loved most, like his mom, mm-hmm. and he used to scare her with grasshoppers. It sounds like my son. My son teases me all the time. My kid's favorite thing is to jump out and scare me. But are you jumpy? Oh, so jumpy! But to and to their credit, I do it to them. Too. <laughs> Matthew definitely had his silly side, playing pranks, riding his bike all over the neighborhood, and building empires in the sandbox and dirt piles in the back. But he was also a deep thinker at a very young age. He was a very philosophical child. As a kindergartner, he asked his mom if ants had memory banks. He was always concerned and really cared for everyone around him, animals and his fellow students, just any living thing he really cared. He stood up to bullies and defended the children that others would sometimes pick. Matthew was the oldest of five children in the SESAC family. His younger siblings are Carly, Melissa, Spencer, and Tiffany. The family was close and enjoyed time with each other. Matthew was easy to love. He was compassionate and a kind of go-with-the-flow type of guy. While Matthew was a junior in high school, his family made the move to Salem, Idaho. Salem is a small town right outside of Rexburg, which is the home of BYU-Idaho. Yeah, you got to give it to Matthew. Junior year is not an easy year to move to a new high school, but yet he threw himself into the move. Matthew transferred to Sugar Salem High School, and not surprisingly, he flourished. He was active in sports, jazz band, and swing choir. He had lots of friends and friends in lots of different type of groups. Which is so cool. Which is so cool, yeah. He wasn't the kind of guy who just like hung out with only certain people. He was literally friends with everyone. A high school friend of Matthew shared a beautiful post on Facebook. It read, quote, 20-ish years ago, Matt sported a Caesar-style haircut with a quintessential bleach tips and Puka Shell necklace. He was popular. He stood and cheered at every basketball game for Sugar Salem High School in the small town of Sugar City, Idaho. I love that memory because I remember all the guys had Caesar-style haircuts and wore puka shells. Yeah. I know. Bleach, like, with the bleach in their hair. Yep, I love it. Love it. Continuing the quote, it said, He would scoop up a plethora of girlfriends and even the occasional teacher or librarian in a big hug, lift you up off your seat warm hugs. He would dance with anyone during a song if there happened to be one playing in the, in the school hallway or in the intercom or at a football game, or in the green room during a play. Continuing, it says, Dancing with that guy usually involved a dip and charming smile while he chuckled. Mr. Dang Casanova. He would invite his friends to join in. Want to come to our dance, man? He was kind. He sat by students sitting by themselves. And quote, he sounds so fun. Just like carefree spirit. Matthew was one of a kind. He graduated from high school as part of the 2001 graduating class. Some people may leave high school a little lost, not sure what to do with their lives. Not our Matthew. Nope, not Matthew. He knew what he wanted to do with his bright future. He joined the Idaho Army National Guard in January of 2001. That was a few months before he graduated and he took his oath of enlistment. So he tested extremely high on his ASVAB, which is the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. My son just took that test. He did really well. That's all. He tested in the 98th percentile, which is really high. I mean, he gets to choose whatever he wants to do. So Matthew, you know, obviously had a wide range of opportunity available to him in the military, and he decided to become a medic. Matthew ended up spending 17 years of his life as a special operations combat medic. He served one tour in Iraq from 2004 to 2005 with the 148th Field Artillery, a part of the 116th Brigade Combat Team. He transferred to the Utah National Guard and was part of the 197th Special Troops Company. Matthew was selected to go to Airborne School. I wasn't sure what that was, so I looked it up, and essentially it's a specialized school that like selects soldiers, are chosen to attend, and they are trained to become like paratroopers, which is amazing. That is so cool. After Airborne School, Matthew attended Fort Bragg to complete the Special Operations Combat Medic Corps, commonly called SOCM. Matthew then was deployed to Afghanistan with the 7th Special Forces Group in 2009. Goodness gracious, this guy is a hardworking and an overachiever. I'm feeling super lazy (laughs) listening to this, for sure. Matthew became a member of the F Company in the 19th Special Forces Group Support Battalion. He did two tours... Um, in Afghanistan with a third special forces group, one in 2013 and another in 2015. Wow. So that's, he did three tours in Afghanistan and then one in Iraq as well, right? Four tours. Yeah. So much. Matthew had the joy of serving with such amazing brothers and sisters in the military. He had countless friends and he shared like a really special connection with each one of them. One of these brothers was a fellow soldier named Adam. Um, And here is a special Facebook post about their friendship that Becky's going to read. Yeah, it says, quote, they first met when Matt was in middle school. They had an instant friendship. Matt was the first person Adam thought of when he was going to join the National Guard. For the last nearly 20 years and the 14 years of their shared military service, you could never say Matt without Adam. Not Adam without Matt. I believe they were bonded even before this life. So continuing the quote, the rarity of them serving three deployments together and being on the same basis for all of them is evidence to that. The divine intervention has always been humbling as we who know them have seen God's hand in their lives, watching over and protecting them. He allowed them to be together in times of war to help each other with their burden of invisible wounds that they would carry their entire lives. What a beautiful thought. I cannot imagine what these like amazing soldiers endured. I mean, what they what they must have seen in their service. Yeah, this is definitely a huge sacrifice in their lives. We can only imagine what they saw and how many lives that he saved like serving as a medic. Mhm. And he didn't stop with his brothers and sisters in the armed forces. He also served civilians all over the world. He participated in several peacekeeping and humanitarian missions. As he wasn't big like busy enough right. doing four tours, he's going on humanitarian efforts as well. Yeah. Good guy. He's amazing. Yeah. Matthew received a huge honor, the second highest award that you can get. It is called the Utah Cross. He actually saved a boy's life in Cambodia while serving with the Utah Army National Guard's 197th Special Troops Company in 2010. Yeah, Tesha, his wife, shared the story quote, there was this kid who was delivering a ton of eggs on the back of a scooter and he crashed right near Matt's company. The kid had a really bad head injury and Matt got called over to help. He got him to the local hospital, but they were not equipped to take care of him. So they rushed the boy to another hospital, only to find out that the doctor would not treat him because the boy was poor. Ugh. That was not okay with my husband, so he bribed the doctor and paid for it out of his own pocket. And he stayed there to make sure they took proper care of him. It's amazing. Such an amazing story. So you mentioned Tesha, who is Matthew's wife. She was such a huge part of who he is, so let's share their love story. Let's do it. She's done so much to keep his memory alive. But first, let's take our first break. Okay, Mel? Sounds good. Rocky Mountain Red-Handed is brought to you by Balance of Nature. I love my Balance of Nature. I take it every morning and it makes me feel so good. I do not like to eat vegetables, so I take my Balance of Nature to be able to get in the nutrients that I need. Go to balanceofnature.com and use promo code REDHANDED for 35% off your first order. We call it 3 and 3. I take my 3 capsules of veggies, 3 capsules of fruits, and it gives me all I need. So that's Balance of Nature, promo code Red Handed, And we are back. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Yeah, we've been discussing the amazing Matthew Seaslack. Well, Mel, why don't you start by introducing us to Tesha, the love of his life. Okay, so Tesha and Matt met in 2003 when they were living in Rexburg, Idaho. They began as friends, then they became best friends, and then they fell in love. They would spend hours just talking Without everything and nothing, it didn't matter what they talked about as long as they were together or just talking. I love that. That's so great. Yeah. They both loved music, all kinds, and so they shared their passion for it together. Matthew was really drawn to Tesha because of how much family meant to her. Family was everything to them. Tesha and Matthew dated for three years and then they were married on June 24th, 2006. Their love grew to include two children, Jackson and Olivia. Both Matthew and Tesha prized their marriage and their family above all else. Matthew was a very dedicated father. He was known to take his kids on crazy adventures, from dancing in the kitchen to late night Xbox battles, and hours upon hours of playing soccer together. Tesha was the more introverted of the two, so Matthew made it his life's mission to pull her out of her shell. Tesha said, quote, Matthew had this somewhat goofy, carefree attitude or quality about him that helped preserve a nearly sixteen year marriage, end quote. I mean, he just sounds like he was such an amazing father to their teenage children. Yeah, he does. Matthew was known to make his family dance with him in the aisles of the supermarket while grocery shopping. And he even surprised Tesha with a pottery class for their anniversary. Time spent with Matthew was always an adventure. He just sounds so fun. It Mm -hmm. Matthew's family shared one of his greatest passions, which was soccer. Matthew was completely obsessed. Whether or not the broadcast was in English or another language, he got his entire family to gather around the TV and cheer on his favorite international clubs. (laughs) Matthew, a.k.a. Coach Seaslak, was a constant presence on the soccer field for his children's youth soccer games. He loved coaching and loved spending time with all of the young athletes, most of all, of course, his own children. Tesha and Matthew loved and treasured their families. Matthew could always be sound at family gatherings, either wrestling with his young nephews and nieces or cuddling with a newborn baby. He really cherished his whole extended family. Just as he did as a young child, Matthew loved all animals, especially his dogs Teddy and Ellie, and his cat, Meets. He was known to sing to his pets, and he actually had a beautiful voice. That's so cool. Yeah. The Seaslack family was known to make each moment count. They loved the outdoors, and as a family, they would gather around the fire pit at night, eating good food, sitting around, and just talking into the night hours. Yeah, and who could have guessed their time with Matthew was so limited? We need to remember to make the most out of each day, just like Matthew did. It's a good reminder. Towards the end of his military career, Matthew trained new recruits and taught leadership courses at Camp W.G. Williams, which is the Utah National Guard base in southern Salt Lake County. Tesha shared, quote, He loved teaching so much. Giving back was a very big part of who he was. His years of service and sacrifice took its toll, both physically and emotionally, on Matthew. His soul just couldn't take it anymore. The burden became heavier and heavier until it was too much for him to continue his work. Matthew medically retired in November of 2017 and was diagnosed with PTSD, Now, that's something we hear a lot about, but let's make sure everyone understands what this exactly means. Yeah, great idea. A great resource for information assistance is Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, and you can find a link in our show notes for that. Post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, is a real disorder that develops when a person has experienced or witnessed a scary, shocking, terrifying, or dangerous event. These stressful or traumatic events usually involve a situation where someone's life has been threatened or severe injury has occurred. PTSD makes you feel stressed and afraid after the danger is over. It affects your life and the people around you. PTSD starts at different times for different people, and signs of PTSD may start soon after a frightening event and then continue. Other people develop new or more severe signs months or even years later. PTSD is often related to the seriousness of the trauma, whether the trauma was repeated or not, what the individual's proximity to the trauma was, and what their relationship is with the victim or perpetrator of the trauma. PTSD can last for months or it can even last a lifetime. Some of the signs and symptoms of PTSD can include the following but not limit to flashbacks or feeling like the event is happening all over again, trouble sleeping or nightmares, feeling alone or detached from others, losing interest in activities, having angry bursts or other like extreme reactions, feeling worried, guilty or sad, frightening thoughts, having trouble concentrating, having physical pain like headaches or stomach aches, avoidance of memories, thoughts or feelings associated with the traumatic events, problems with memories, negative beliefs about themselves or others irritability feeling very vigilant keeping careful watch for danger at all times and startling easy symptoms of anxiety depression and substance abuse are also seen with people who have ptsd matthew and his family had to make some big adjustments for his mental and emotional health as a family they decided to relocate to income idaho and income is just right outside of pocatello So Matthew at this time is, you know, experiencing that PTSD. I can't imagine dealing with all of that. I mean, all of those side effects that we just went over. That is so much on one person. Yeah, so heavy. And then trying to still live your life and raise your kids and have a relationship. Be a husband, be a father. Yeah. They were really hoping that this move is what Matthew would need to feel better. I wish our story ended with Matthew and his family just settling down in income for a happily ever after. But unfortunately, it does not. Our military veterans carry physical and emotional battle wounds. Most they successfully hide from the world around them. Matthew was one of these soldiers. He fought his wounds, his pain, each day until something inside of him just snapped. Matthew was killed during a shootout with the Salt Lake City Police on March 26, 2022. This was just three days before his 39th birthday. What could lead this man, this devoted soldier, husband, and father to come to this end? But first, let's take that quick break. Give your brain the natural nutrients, blood flow, and neurotransmitter support it needs to make the fight with depression an unfair fight. Get stronger daily with Whole Supplement. Build momentum each day with the Whole Depression Relief Stack, the three targeted daily formulas that will help you feel, enjoy, and progress again. So, how do you take the whole stack? One, wake up formula. Take wake up in the morning with a glass of water to kick off your day with motivation and energy. Number two is the daytime formula. Take daytime around lunch to ensure you have the focus, mood, and productivity to power through the day. That sounds like something we all need. Number three, the sleep it off formula. Take sleep it off about an hour before you plan to go to sleep for amazing rest and brain support that will consistently set you up for better days. I've experienced depression since I was a teen. I try to do my best to take care of my mental and emotional health and manage my anxiety and depression. But even with medication, I can find myself struggling some days. I started taking whole supplement just a couple weeks ago and I already feel like I'm giving my body the armor it needs to win the fight each and every day. The ingredients in whole supplements have been used for hundreds of years they just haven't been put together this way to help people struggling with depression. There are no proprietary blends and no hidden ingredients in Whole Supplement. So here's Adam Steer, founder and CVO of Whole Supplement. started Whole Supplement with the mission to help others who, like myself, have struggled with finding relief from depression and anxiety. Our number one goal is to empower everyone we can to make meaningful progress every single day. So now is the time to take care of your emotional and mental health. During the pre-launch offer, you can receive the entire whole depression relief stack at 15% off. Go to wholesupplement.com and use code ROCKYMOUNTAIN. Again, go to wholesupplement.com and use coupon code ROCKYMOUNTAIN. Simplify your fight with the whole stack from Whole Supplement. And we are back. Thank you so much to our sponsors. So let's explore the last few days of Matthew's life, but we must remember the person he was, a leader, a warrior, a man who fought for the underdog, and let us not define his life by his death. The Slack family was living in Ingham, Idaho, so Matthew had to take routine trips down to Salt Lake City to receive his medical care at the Department of Veterans Affairs Medical Center. He left his home and family and made the drive down to Salt Lake City in a red Kia sedan, on March 25th, 2022. Matthew had appointments scheduled for the same day and the following day on the 26th. He was to receive physical therapy for chronic back pain on this visit. Matthew was saddled with not only his emotional struggles, but he had excruciating back pain due to a fractured disc. His back pain caused him to suffer from near-constant migraine headaches and insomnia. That sounds like a nightmare. From the source material I was able to gather, I believe that Tesha spoke with Matthew while he was in Salt Lake City and he complained his migraines were just completely unbearable. So she hopped into their other car with their two children, age 13 and 14, and traveled down to Salt Lake City to meet up with Matthew. Tesha told the media after his death, quote, Matthew was dealing with some extreme chronic physical pain and was not sleeping. There was just a lot going on physically and emotionally. Lack of sleep is never a good thing. So, lack of sleep alone can destroy your emotional and physical health. If I don't get my sleep, I am a totally different Mm -hmm. person. Yeah, my husband will attest to that. Sleep deprivation will, not may, but will cause mood and behavioral changes like short temper, anxiety and depression difficult concentrating impaired thinking decreased reaction times yeah problems with higher level functions like planning organizing thoughts impaired judgment psychiatric symptoms like hallucinations paranoia disorientation of the world around you i mean and it also causes physical pain like general aches and pains gastrointestinal problems and decreased body temperature so like i made these lists while researching this because Matthew is dealing with PTSD, right? major back pain, chronic, nearly constant migraines. And he's also having to deal with sleep depri- deprivation. He's not sleeping at this time. He's not in his right state of he's mind. He's not in his right state of mind in any way, shape or form. This man was physically, emotionally, everything. He just exhausted, just taxed. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. So I've never had migraines, but from what I've heard, that would be enough for me to be, like, non-functioning. I can only imagine the strength it took each day for Matthew to honestly, literally, just get out of bed, right? Matthew really tried to receive the care he so desperately needed. He went to his appointments on the 25th, and later his wife and kids joined him in Salt Lake City on the 26th. Matthew left his family in their hotel room and drove away in the red Kia sedan. Out of nowhere, and nobody knows why, Matthew exited his car, the Kia, on the off-ramp of 6 South and I-15 in Salt Lake City, which 6 South and I-15 is a very busy area of downtown Salt Lake. He abandoned his own car, and with a handgun in his hand, began to wave his arms around. Matthew was yelling and screaming and running around the busy city streets of the freeway off-ramp. Matthew unsuccessfully tried to carjack another vehicle that was on the off-ramp, so he approached a different car, a 2015 Hyundai Sonata with two men in the car. The two occupants were Tyler Gowdy, who was 27, and Isan Arman, who was 31 years old. They were headed to an event in downtown Salt Lake City when they were stopped by Matthew just before 6 p.m. So Tyler Gowdy told KSL News, quote, hand on the hood of the car, gun pointed out like this, just right at us, just kind of flexed like his, like this and leaned back and just was like, this is going to hurt because I thought the same thing as Yassan. I'm about to get shot and this is it. I'm going to end right here. Continuing the quote, I opened the door and I said, hey, it's okay. Just calm down. Just calm down. We're going to give you the car and you're going to let us go. Tyler Gowdy and Isan Armand took off running and Matthew climbed into the car. But then suddenly he got back out of the car because Tyler accidentally had the keys in his hand. Tyler said, quote, I just grabbed the keys, just kind of lobbed them onto the road, put my hands up and started scooting back like that. Matthew hopped in the vehicle and drove off with the gun in his hand. By this time, over a dozen calls had been made to 911 reporting a man running in the streets, waving a gun, and carjacking with a deadly weapon. Matthew had been reported as a man in his 30s, beard, shaved head, green jacket, white shirt, dark pants, holding a semi-automatic handgun, and acting erratically. Armed and dangerous. Like, this is not the Matthew that we've been learning about today. I'll tell you and it's going to be in our show notes. There is a YouTube video that um someone's compiled where it is all of the 911 phone calls. And I listened to it. It's about I think it's about 45 minutes to an hour long, but it's really interesting because I was kind of listening to this as I was researching about Matthew and it's just the opposite of the man that we've been learning about. I mean, this this little snapshot of these people are getting, this is not Matthew. He really did have a mental breakdown. The Salt Lake City Police Department was there within seconds of the first phone calls. Officers saw Matthew speeding away from the scene of the crime in the stolen Hyundai Sonata. Officers began to pursue the stolen vehicle, which was headed west on 2nd South to Orange Street. The chase lasted approximately two miles. Matthew driving the stolen car struck a dirt berm, and it became stuck. The car was stuck. So the officers exited their car and drew their service weapons. They yelled for the driver, Matthew, of the stolen car and asked him to show his hands. So then Matthew exited the stolen car, and he began to shoot his gun. The officers shot back in self-defense, and gunshots were exchanged for approximately 30 seconds. Which 30 seconds sounds like such a short time, but it's it's long time. Yeah, there is body cam footage, and it is. It's a long time. It's a really long time. In the official police statement, it states, quote, there is a brief pause in the volley of gunshots, which is when one of the officers sees the subject running from the front passenger door of the vehicle and past the trunk in the direction of the officers. Both officers briefly continue to discharge their service weapons as the subject falls, and briefly continues shooting as he is on the ground with the gun in close reach. In SLCPD case number 22-54268, there is an official timeline recorded. 5:47 p.m., first 911 call received. 5:48 p.m., call dispatched to officers. Officers en route to the scene. Officers were advised that there was a male quote pointing a gun at people. Officers were advised shots had been fired, but no one appeared to be injured. So Matthew was shooting into the air when he was on 6th South. Mm-hmm. So good, no one was injured then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Officers were advised the subject was in the silver sedan on exit 306. And officers were advised the subject stole a vehicle from two men. At 5.49 p.m., officers were advised the subject had a handgun. Officers were advised the subject may have shot someone. The subject vehicle is located by two SLC PD officers at 2nd South and 4th West. A pursuit is initiated. Officers were advised the subject likely had a 9mm pistol. At 5.51pm, this is again, what, four minutes after the first 911 call? So at 5.51pm, the pursuing officers advised dispatch of their location multiple times. Additional officers began efforts to interdict the pursuit by using a device to flatten the stolen tires the stolen vehicle's tire excuse me the pursuing officers continuously advise dispatch of their location 5 52 p.m the pursuing officers advise the stolen vehicle crashed the pursuing officers exit their vehicle and immediately begin giving verbal commands for the subject to quote show me your hands and quote drop the gun instantaneously shots in rapid succession were exchanged between the subject and the pursuing officers the pursuing officers advised over the radio, "Shots fired." The subject, now on foot, begins running towards the two officers with a firearm in his right hand. The pursuing officers advised of their location for additional units to respond. Additional units start arriving on scene. 5:53 p.m. The additional units start arriving on scene. Firefighters and paramedics were asked to stage nearby. Salt Lake City 911 received additional information that the subject had been chasing two men on the exit ramp. At 5.55 p.m., on scene, officers put on medical, personal, protective equipment and planned a tactical approach to visually inspect the stolen vehicle to ensure there is no one inside, to secure the gun from the subject and to start providing medical care. 5.56 p.m., the officers began CPR, which continued until the paramedics took over. Officers continue to assist paramedics and firefighters. At 5.57 p.m., an officer on scene at 220 South Orange Street advised the scene is safe for paramedics and firefighters to approach. At 6 p.m., officers on scene at 220 South Orange Street advised the situation is, quote, code 4, meaning that the emergency response is no longer needed. Salt Lake City Police invoked the officer-involved critical incident protocol at this time. Tyler Gowdy and Isan Armand, the two guys who were carjacked by Matthew, told KSL they had compassion for the man who held them at gunpoint after it was all over. Tyler said, quote, I put myself in his family's shoes and imagine the news that they were getting that night was a whole lot worse than the information that my family had just gotten. And my heart just broke at that moment. I didn't know his name and I didn't know who he was. I just knew that he was desperate and that he was scared. I just felt compassion towards him. Tesha is not angry with the officers who killed her husband. She said, quote, I know that the officers did what they had to, and I know my husband would feel the exact same way if he had been in his right mind at that time. She added that Matthew was a fierce supporter of police officers and first responders. Quote, Matthew would have never knowingly opened fire on police officers. I'm getting the chills, this is such a sad story. I have to tell you, this is the, this is the most emotional I ever got. Researching This one made me cry. I had tears rolling down my cheeks. This is a sad one. At a press conference on Friday, September fifteenth, two 2023, Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill announced that no charges will be filed against the two officers who were involved in the shootout with Matthew. D.A. Gill said the evidence is clear. The officers were justified in their response. D.A. Gill said during the press conference, quote, after having been deployed in four tours of duty in the service of our country... I'm sorry, I'm a little emotional about that, because there's nothing good about what I'm going to talk about today. As they give this information to us, they're starting to recognize that the person that they had engaged with is tactically trained. At this point, I can see that this guy knows what he is doing. He's not just throwing rounds at us. He is firing accurately, end quote. Tesha expressed condolences to every person affected by the tragedy on March 26th. She said, quote, There had to have been some type of breakdown. I honestly think he thought something was after him. End quote. Matthew was really always the person to help in and out of uniform, no matter where he was. He was just trying to help people. He would stop and help a stranded motorist. It just was his nature to be helpful. It's almost like Matthew could have just as easily been involved in this this situation, but on the other side. Has the emergency worker giving that care? Yeah, I think I, no. I totally agree. That seems like from what we know about him, that seems like more of his nature and more where you would expect him to be. It was like his nature to go in and help in these difficult situations. Yeah, like he would have ran towards that situation to help. Yeah. Matthew's obituary reads, quote, If you knew Matt, you knew true love. Matt loved so deeply, sometimes to a fault. He protected his own. He was everyone's wingman. He always lent a shoulder to cry on or a listening ear. He gave the best advice. His hugs were legendary and memorable. He's always had a story to tell, and he told them so loud. Some were intense, but most were just hilarious. He could get get a crowd of laughing to the point where you couldn't breathe and were in tears. Matt was huge, physically, emotionally, and mentally. One person wrote on Matthew's obituary tribute wall, quote, I am a resident of Salt Lake City, Utah. I do not know Matthew nor his parents or siblings. I am a father, grandfather, former deputy sheriff, and served in the National Guard. Since Matthew's tragedy unfolded, many close friends have come forward to say, this event should not define who Matthew was. I couldn't agree more. Matthew had those qualities that moved him towards serving others and our country. Serving in combat is a very dynamic experience that only those who have served know. Our country sends these men and women into unimaginable events and then brings them home, expecting they will integrate back into society. There are no words I can convey to Matthew's parents to bring peace. I can only say Matthew was much more than his actions of that day. Matthew's commanding officer for for many years, Mark Cooper, told KSL, As horrible as the carjacking was, as horrendous as it was, I don't want this to be the capstone of matt's life he was a stellar individual super competent extremely professional had an amazing sense of humor just a happy guy again from matthew's obituary quote matt is going to be so deeply missed in this life but the knowledge that he is with his savior jesus christ and free from his earthly troubles brings the ones who love him so much comfort heaven gained a special guardian angel who will not only be watching over his family, but over all those he loves here on Earth. Tesha continued to express her concern over the full understanding and erasing the stigma associated with PTSD and mental illness. It's difficult to speak about and be vulnerable regarding the situations with her husband. Yet she does all of this so she can bring awareness to this epidemic in her veteran community. I mean, this is just such a sad story and just brings to light how much more we need to do for those who serve our country. There is a 24-7 confidential crisis phone line just for veterans. Um, It is in operation just by calling 988 and then pressing 1. Even those not enrolled in VA benefits or healthcare are able to receive this care. Yeah. I mean, I think Tasha is such an amazing example of just like seeing her spouse through to the end. I mean, just advocating... For PTSD and sharing his story. This is, to me, probably, this one probably affected me the most emotionally. But I have to tell you, I just, I found myself just smiling as I was writing about Matthew. He just seemed like such an incredible person, incredible father. And it was, it was honestly an honor for me to learn about him. So if you would like to help, I would like to recommend the Gary Sinise Foundation. Uh, my husband and I have given to this organization in the past, and I love his book. If you want a good book, Gary Sinise's book is awesome.
1: Okay, so
0: yeah, check out the Gary Sinise Foundation at www.garysinisefoundation.org they are a four-star rated non-for-profit with over 94% of donations going straight to the veterans in need. So it's a great organization. That is so cool. And Rocky Mountain Red-Handed is going to make a donation in honor of Matthew. All of our love, prayers, and positive thoughts are going to Tesha and their two children. We'll be thinking of you this Veterans Day and beyond. Yeah, so our Rocky Mountain Redemption could just be going over all the kind words and amazing stories from Matthew's life, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely could. He led An incredible life full of service and love and is such an example to all of us. So, but if you live in Idaho, we've got a great activity uh, for you and your family you can experience this year to celebrate the service of military members on Veterans Day. The Wood River Museum of History and Culture is hosting an exhibit called Wall of Honor from November 8th to November 22nd at uh, 580 4th Street East in Ketchum to recognize U.S. veterans who served our country. Quote, we thank our veterans for their service and the sacrifice they made. We hope that the community will join us in honoring and thanking the veterans in the Wood River Valley. Wherever you live, be sure to make it out into your community and show your appreciation and love for those who have sacrificed so much for our country. Again, Becky and I want to express our appreciation to all of our veterans. I don't think there's words to express what we can say, but we love you all. Yeah, we love you and thank you for your service. And that is your Rocky Mountain Redemption. So thank you so much for listening today. We want to remind you to follow us on social medias. Just click on our link tree. Again, we will be doing another t-shirt giveaway. So keep your eyes peeled for that in the next couple of days. Especially if you're a veteran. Let us know. We'll send you a shirt. We love you guys. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. So we will be back next Wednesday. We'll be sharing another story of an indigenous person in honor of National Native American Heritage Month straight from the Rocky Mountains. So until then, keep your hands clean.